Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey and welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast an adulting advice podcast production i'm danny sheriff and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly this podcast aims to educate inform and keep you motivated on your period and ha recovery track let's dive in And guys, please remember that I am not a doctor and nothing on this show should be taken as medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician. I have some exciting news. We have a sponsor for this episode. This is a huge step. Sponsorships in general are a huge step for making sure that podcasts can continue. So that's why I think you guys should be really excited as well. It means the AJ podcast can continue to be produced and created and I'm just super excited about it but I just want you guys to know before I just like throw a sponsor in here that we're starting really slow with sponsors recently I got with my team member Marissa and we brainstormed what ways we want to be able to support you ladies that have HA and like what sponsors would best align with that mission and what the whole show is trying to achieve 
So I want the sponsors to be an added value for you guys and not just like a weird like product that's just sort of jammed in, in the middle of the show. So we're in no rush with that and we're really taking our time to make sure we only bring on brands and products that I think will really benefit you guys directly either you know, during your HA or even after your HA. So you won't hear sponsors on every show. It's only when we really love them, really align with them. So to kick things off, this episode's sponsor is Green Chef. And I'm pumped to tell you why we chose Green Chef and how they're a great option if you're trying to recover from HA and you're wondering, what do I eat? So Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company and they make eating well super easy and it's affordable with plans that fit every lifestyle including you guys just hear me out here the reason we reached out to Green Chef to see if they would work with us is because two of the most common hang-ups or concerns that I get from women when they're trying to ensure that they're eating enough during this time is I don't really enjoy or even know how to cook and tend to eat only the same few things over and over again and concern that eating enough food in the day just is challenging. And one of the big reasons that I really wanted to go with Green Chef is because it's one thing for you to go and get all of your meals from McDonald's to ensure that you're hitting your calories. But as a community, we really don't talk enough about the quality and nutrient density of our food while we're trying to get our periods back. So I have been using the meal prep kits and I would actually consider myself someone who does know how to cook. But as I was using these, I thought, yeah, this is exactly what my girls who say they can't cook need. Because here's the thing. Each recipe comes fully kitted out with the exact ingredients that you need with super simple recipes to follow. Like, trust me, usually if something has a recipe and it's like more than three steps, I cannot be bothered because I know it's just more work to follow and I rather go by cook by vibe. But these ones are more like five to six simple steps because so much of it's already done for you. And it occurred to me that if you think that you don't know how to cook, this is actually exactly where you should start. I learned to cook and the best of the best will tell you the same thing, that you learn to cook by starting with simple and basic things, following basic instructions by someone who knows what they're doing. You're not just born knowing how to cook, you have to try. So you'll experience this with Green Chef, you'll walk away being like, oh, okay, I now know how to oven roast some chicken or how to cook shrimp properly. Like you will learn some skills with these kits at the same time. And I am sure you'll learn everything from some cooking methods to like ideas for pairing ingredients. So it's super valuable for you girls who are turned off about cooking new types of meals. And when it comes to the concern of how do I know I'm eating enough? And that's something that Green Chef is great for. They send you a full balanced meal and it always has a healthy serve of protein, carbs, and fat that I love. <laughs> I love that there's always some kind of tasty sauce that I would never really think to add for myself. So it's like, it's fun. It's funner than cooking for yourself sometimes. So another thing I really like is that you get the exact amount of food that you need, which I mentioned before, but this is about waste reduction right now. 
side note, I am obsessed with zero waste when it comes to food. I love to compost and I try my very best to never throw anything out. So if you're a food waster, Green Chef is for you. Also, over the years, I've gotten meals from various meal prep companies and the packaging is always insane. Cardboard boxes inside of cardboard boxes with ice packs and plastic wrap. Yes, Green Chef does have some packaging, but I love how it all comes with recycling instructions. And some of the packaging, they even supply return instructions. That's a huge win for me. And when the food arrived, it wasn't in copious amounts of plastic, foam, and cardboard. They really used the minimum amount needed to ship, which is awesome. Okay, coming back really quick to the nutrition conversation here. This is one of the main reasons I wanted green chef to sponsor the show you do not need to only eat fast food and junk to get your period back and those of us are like those of us that believe in this will die on this hill (laughs) so many of us are not getting the variety and joy from our food that we need we're just eating whatever and that's also why we're in this situation Yes, you can get your period back by eating a surplus of calories, but don't you also want to feel good? So, look, I love a good Whataburger as much as the next girl, but you have to get those veggies. You have to get those whole foods and quality proteins. That is why I'm pumped to offer this potential solution for you. So, they also have vegan and vegetarian recipes. I know many of you are determined to stick with your plant-based. All good. All good with me. And that also includes recipes for paleo and keto, which means, honestly, it just means like if you you get to switch it up every single week, because I know what you're thinking, keto for hypothalamic amenorrhea, Uh, no, and I would agree, but I did get the keto box and I added a side of rice to the boom boom shrimp bowl and rice also to the creamy lemon chicken and like a burger bun to the pork patties and voila, like it's so easy to just add something to any of them. So you you don't even have to worry about that. If those things aren't important to you, you can get just whatever sounds good. So if this sounds awesome to you guys, like it's really going to solve a situation for you, go to greenchef.com forward slash H-A-P-80 and use the code H-A-P-80 and get $80 off your first order and free shipping. So you can try it out, save a ton of money on food Save a ton of time on cooking and eat some really good stuff. It's a win-win because you got to eat anyways. So that's greenchef.com forward slash H-A-P-80 and use the code H-A-P-80. Hey ladies, I am excited about this episode today. Nikki has just become one of my closest friends, I feel like. I just wish I was living back in Australia so I could go hang out with her. We did an episode a few months ago now, back when she, like in like July. I recorded the episode. It it came out more recently than that. Uh, but at the time of recording it, it was like June or July. And she was just in the depths of HA. And now her story is, has evolved quite a lot. I'm so pumped for you guys to hear this. And it's, it's funny because at the end of that first episode, you know, we said, you need to get to work so they can be a part two. Like you're accountable to the listeners of this show. So uh, she delivered and... I can't wait for you to listen to it. Before we dive in, guys, uh, 
Ashley and I are taking a few more clients to head us into the new year. We have some open slots for January, so I would love it if you guys joined us. How it works, how it works is you work one-on-one with us. You have a call every single week for one hour. We coach through HA. We talk about, you know, how to move through some of the struggles that come with, that come with, for all of us. We all have similar struggles, sticking to the protocol, getting through this and moving on with our lives and really making sure that when we do recover, we stay recovered and that we have the skills to work through the future and make sure that we don't slip back into old habits. We don't get overwhelmed by our changing body, all that kind of thing. So what you can do is actually book a free 15 minute call with me and I will actually chat with you, figure out if this is a good fit and also figure out who the best coach is for you. Is it me or is it my co-coach Ashley? So head to coaching.thehasociety.com, read about it there book that um, 15 minute call and we'll see. And if you're not a fit for working with us, I have this directory that I have worked so hard to build of practitioners that I do recommend. So if working with a nutritionist, a functional nutritionist, a registered dietitian, or even a clinical therapist is the best thing for you, I have actually curated a list of people that I recommend and that I can personally introduce you to. So it's kind of a win, win, win. If you really just want to figure out who the best person for you to work with is, that is where I shine. I consider myself a facilitator, a bringer together of people to have amazing conversations and move forward. And I want to do that just for you as well. So Head over there, guys. The link will also be in the show notes. Otherwise, enjoy this episode with Nikki. And we're recording. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Hypothalamic Amenary Podcast. I'm very excited because we have, I guess, our first like follow-up episode with someone that has already done an episode. So back on episode 15, Nikki Chapman told her story. And I had actually recorded that with her a few months ago. It just... I like for somehow recorded like a million episodes in a three week period. I totally burned myself out. It was wild. And then a bunch of the episodes just took a really long time to come out. So we had actually recorded that like back in June and this episode is coming out in December, but our first episode came out only in like September or even early October. So actually a fair bit of time has passed between the first time that you guys heard from Nikki and now. So she's giving an update episode of like, what is that? June, July, August, September, October, like five months, five months, yeah, four or five months later. Okay. So four or five months later, we welcome Nikki Chapman back to the show. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me back. I've been looking forward to this moment. (laughs) Um, So I, yeah, about four to five months has passed now, feels like forever, um, kept going with all of the recovery journey, um, it has been a lot of good times and a hell of a lot of dark times and 
a lot of patience. Um, but I essentially messaged Jenny a couple of weeks ago and I said, I have something to tell you. Um, I had to tell her one of the, the, she was one of the first people I told. Um, I recently got some blood work back um, to check my hormone levels and that kind of thing um, to see where I was going, like how I was doing and everything. And the blood work came back and showed that I had ovulated and I was like, okay, amazing. This means my period's like a couple of weeks away. Um, but instead, I, it's funny how it happened actually. I um, got this, this blood work in preparation for a, an appointment that I had been on a wait list for to see a fertility specialist. Um, I booked this in one of my times where I was like, stuff this, it doesn't work. I'm going to There was a three month waiting list anyway. Um, and so I got this blood work done. I went to see this fertility specialist. Um, it's paid $350 for her to basically tell me that, you know, she gave me a plan and everything for what I could do if I really start to get desperate and that kind of thing. But mm -hmm. she said to me, yep, you've definitely ovulated. Um, you'll get your period back. We're not doing anything right now. You will get your period back this weekend. Oh. Or, <laughs> I, know, I know, I just paid her so much money for her to tell me that. Love it. Wait for it. Or super blase, or you're pregnant. And I was like, I'm like, okay. But I walk out of that appointment feeling like super motivated because she really did give me some good advice, but also just like, what? Like, you can't tell me that. So I stop into the supermarket on the way home, grab some pregnancy tests, um, got home, told Connor, I'm rattling off like to my partner, like the appointment details and everything like that. I, I'm still talking to him, him as I walk into the bathroom and I'm like, just going to do a test. And five pregnancy tests later and we're sitting on the floor and I'm pregnant. Five tests. <laughs> that just took a while because I was just like, go and get me some more water um no diluting <laughs> the lines getting like um more and more faded but oh my god you're <laughs> so crazy yeah it was so and I was just like we were both in shock it was like the lamest way to announce no, you just it. went from like zero to pregnant just I didn't even get a period it was like that week leading up, I was in tears to my um, mother-in-law, like, this is never going to happen. I'm never going to get pregnant. I'm never going to get my period back. I've been trying. I've gained all this weight. I've done everything I can, all of this sort of stuff. And then I finally ovulated, timed it right. Like, we had no idea. She's like, oh, if you had sex around this time, you might have, you might be pregnant. And I was like, well, I don't remember. Like, um, <laughs> And that little miracle happened and I did time it right. And I've heard of this happening. Like my acupuncturist said to me, you know, if your egg's ready to go and stuff like that, you know, obviously you have to ovulate before you get your period, but just, it's so bizarre. I just completely skipped. Yeah. You're just like, what are the chances that that's going to happen to me? Totally. And it's how crazy is it that you had an appointment with a fertility specialist and you couldn't get in for three months. And that's exactly like the timing was exactly perfect. It was just so uncanny how it all happened. Like I just, I really feel like it was a, a miracle and just the timing was exactly the lesson. Cause I always said to myself and I have nothing against 
fertility treatment and everything like that like I was going to look at options um but I always said to myself this was a lesson I needed to heal my body um to get pregnant because like I've had it quite a heavy past with, like um with eating disorders and that kind of thing and I I knew in my heart I wanted to do it naturally to like prepare myself for sorry the cat's just <laughs> her cat keeps from climbing up on her desk and she literally just like picks it up and uh, throws it over her shoulder <laughs> she's, she's a rad girl she just like is so floppy I just push it off yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry keep going <laughs> sorry to interrupt um I can't remember what I was saying that um yeah I always said I wanted to do it naturally I want my body to feel safe because and I needed to learn this lesson I truly believe I needed to learn this lesson um and yeah lesson learned and it paid off and I'm still in shock (laughs) yeah what a what a wild thing to go through and at first to feel like why is all of this happening to me why don't I deserve to have the most perfect life and body and reproductive system and why do I have to go through all of this rubbish and I really feel like you are on the other side of this like chapter of this chapter (laughs) this chapter of this book of like the journey of motherhood and you just have gotten so much more perspective and like you're if you had if the the person you are like if you had gotten pregnant before without any of this happening, do you feel like you would just be a completely different person? Definitely. My, um, my sister, obviously like she uh, was there when I was 15 dealing with anorexia. And then um, like after that, I've always had just, I would call it like orthorexic behavior tendencies, just like an obsession with exercise an obsession with eating so healthy and, um, she always said to me, cause she's got a three-year-old, you're going to really struggle when you get pregnant. Um, like you, you know, and when you have a baby and you can't be on the schedule and all of this. And I used to say in my head, think in my head, I'm going to be like that pregnant woman running this. And, um, I'm not going to give in to all these stupid cravings and I'm still going to eat real healthy. And I had all of this like expectation in my head that probably would have been really bad. Like, and you know, like maybe I always think maybe if I didn't learn any of these lessons, I would have had a newborn and I would have been so stressed out and maybe stressed it out because I was so worried about wanting to go and fit in a workout. And it actually is really sad to think like that. But mm. now I'm just like, and now with what I've had to learn and I've been forced to learn, there is no way in how like any of that would come before this one, because of the journey I've had to go through to get to here. And two, because I just have such a deeper respect for my body and like, and other things in life than just having to, to look a certain way now. It's not, it's just not a, the meaning I have about like the value I place on that. It's just nothing compared to what yeah. I used to And I definitely reckon it was a lesson that needed to be learned. Yeah. Now you're going to be like an, just an amazing mother for yourself and for your whatever it is, boy, girl, we don't, we don't know yet. I assume. Yeah. But congrats. Yeah. It's so very excited. It's still early days, obviously. Like, and I'm quite terrified. Like I need to just 
be patient, get to that safe mark and everything. But I think the hardest part's done now. And I feel like it's happened for a reason. Like I just need to keep doing what I'm doing in recovery. It's a really good practice for anybody that wants to get pregnant. It is such good practice for when you actually are pregnant, you just, you're so fatigued. You don't, you can't override those cravings like, and food aversions and that kind of thing. Like it is really good practice. Yes. And I want to ask you more about that. Like, so we're going to backtrack soon and I'm going to ask yeah. about some things in the, in the lead up to getting pregnant because people are going to be wondering, okay, so like, what did you do? But yeah. what are you planning on doing for while you're pregnant? So I know there's a couple of other girls in um, the HA society as well, along with you that are pregnant now. Mm-hmm. And the consensus seems to be like, we're not changing anything. Like, from getting from trying to get my period back to maintaining my period to getting pregnant and going through this pregnancy I'm going to treat my body in this exact same way like what are you thinking pregnancy is going to be like for you yeah literally the same I'm just gonna I was walking and doing yoga and stuff throughout my recovery I I found it really good for my mental health um I'm just gonna keep doing that um if I'm not up to it I'm not gonna push myself by any means um and yeah, I'm going to keep my eating pretty much the same when I can. I've got like, I just don't feel like eating anything but fruit and hot chips at the moment. So I'm just like listening to my body in that respect. Um, and yeah, really just keeping it exactly the same. Like I'm not going to go and start stressing my body out. There's a lot of, um, a lot of people say like you can, your hormones are sort of fixed now. You can, um, increase the exercise and stuff and it's good for the baby and everything and I I do believe that and I will keep working out the way that I have I'm not going to start introducing high intensity and that sort of stuff I just feel like it's a stupid risk um to take like personally yeah I mean there's such a difference between like getting back into serious exercise mode and moving my body to stay moving and stay healthy and like flowing blood and all of yep. the amazing benefits that exercise is supposed to have that we all just took a little too far. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Amazing. Okay. Take me back a little bit to after we've started. So when we were chatting on episode 15, you were basically, you were doing all the things like it was great. Um, yeah. You had stopped exercising intensely. You had started eating more and it was really hard for you too, but you were doing the work. So after we stopped talking pick us up there well we kept talking but after that episode (laughs) pick us up after there um so yeah I kept going I I had um I was doing all the things I was doing a lot of like there's a few controversial topics I just want to touch on and like you put a disclaimer here this is just my uh, like not advice but my personal experience because there's a lot of things that I really wanted to know in recovery and a lot of things people talk about like supplements and acupuncture and counting calories and all sorts of things. So in my recovery stage, I basically, I didn't count calories. I found that to be personally like a trigger. I think most of us (laughs) that have HA have had a history of counting calories. We're pretty well aware of what is in a meal. You can roughly calculate it. I don't know I can sort of know I found that counting calories wasn't something that would work very well to me I basically just 
made sure I was eating consistently, um, including all the food groups into my diet, carbs massively. Um, Can you uh, tell me, like define consistency consistently for you? Consistent, like, so for example, previously I would, I was that big, I mentioned it on the last podcast, I would pretty much like fast, just have coffee, breakfast would be something silly, like just protein and then like just graze throughout the day. I was a big snack person. I didn't have like your breakfast, lunch, snacks. I was terrible at that. And if I had like a, a brunch, for an example, like I would probably just have a protein bar and then go to dinner kind of thing. I wouldn't make sure I'd have. So mm-hmm. consistency by consistency, I mean like having a proper breakfast, a proper snack, a proper lunch, that kind of thing. Not counting calories or anything like that, but just looking at my meals and making sure that they have carbs, fat, protein, micronutrients, you know. Um, yeah. And having a snack a couple of hours later, it doesn't matter if I'm not hungry. Um, don't just you know, think that I don't deserve to eat or something like that, like actually force myself to have a, a snack um, and not use coffee as a appetite suppressant instead, which is another thing I used to do a lot. Um, so yeah, just making sure that I'm eating enough and not having so many food rules. Like I cut out so many food groups. Um, I never used to like let myself eat any sort of junk food or anything like that or like very rarely anyway um so we'd do like um I told you about this like we'd have Uber Eats on a Friday night and I'd let my partner just choose what we'd have and I'd just have what like similar to what he was having kind of thing and just take the stress out of food and, and just eat like a bit more normally like go out to a cafe and have something that's yum not just the healthy option mm. um and just not being so restrictive about it, like having that restrictive mindset around food was a massive thing. Love it. So, yeah. Sorry, I had I had hijacked you to answer that question. So you had kept going, making sure you were eating consistently. Yeah. Um, I did. I was doing like a lot of. I did take supplements like the ALC and um, Chastaberry and. I was doing acupuncture, um, seed cycling, that kind of thing. I'm into a lot of like the holistic sort of um, natural hormone balancing sort of type stuff. But, and like I got really into making recipes that were like really good for hormone balancing and sharing them on my page and stuff, just because like, I think it's really important to make sure that you're having all of those like that support. But I will say that it's not going to work by itself. Like all of that sort of stuff made me feel good um, and all the rest of it, like the supplements I definitely think probably supported that acupuncture helped me like calm my mind down. I used to find it the only thing that could get me to actually like chill out. And um, I was doing all of that sort of stuff because it made me feel good. And I think that sort of stuff, everybody sort of thinks, oh, that might work as like a quick fix or that's all I have to do and I'll get my period back. Yeah, like they they go to that as their first line of defence. Yeah. Mm. And it should be more like a supplement, supplements, you know. Um, acupuncture and all those sort of things are great. Seed cycling's amazing for hormone balancing and stuff, but it's not going to work on its own. Um, and I think all of that sort of stuff helped me personally to 
like still have things to focus on and goals and and little routines and that sort of stuff because I think a lot of it really came down to the inner work like I don't know if I'm explaining myself very well here the, eating the eating properly and reducing your exercise is, is pretty easy like it's not rocket science that's that method we know how to do that but it's the other things like the inner work that I really had to do to push me through that the last four and a half five months because there was a lot of times where it was just like I just wanted to completely give up and I yeah so so let's talk about that when you had to eat a meal when you want you, you know you said even if I'm not hungry I still eat a meal like what I don't know diet in a dialogue did you have what tactics did you do when you were having a bad day what tactics did you do like all of the stuff all of the big struggles like what helped you um unfortunately for my partner I found a lot of the time I was starting at the start of it I started I was bottling it up a lot like so when I was by myself and I was doing that kind of thing I just held on to it and I kept on going through my day and I noticed that it was like in the weekends and when my partner was home, I would just, I would do the same sort of behaviors, but I'd break down and I'd just cry and I'd tell him like, I can't do this anymore. And I would really like vent and express myself emotionally to him. And then I realized like I wasn't, that's, that's the point where I realized like I wasn't actually doing the inner work as such. Cause that was at the start of it. I would just like, do it and push through and not really deal with it until I had someone there to like let it all out too, which is helpful. But we started talking about it and I was like, okay, I need to like do things when I'm by myself. And, you know, when I'm feeling really upset or when I'm feeling like I can't, I just don't want to eat this food or I want to go and go back to my old ways and that kind of thing. Um, and I started doing things like, that's that's why I found that acupuncture really good it was really like something that I went to once a week that I'd feel like this really relaxing time to just get energy moving around my body and just chill out and get into a bit of a meditative state that really helped because I couldn't meditate by myself um I journaled a lot like a lot um yes. sometimes I'd type like sometimes I'd just write um and that kind of thing, I I do it still every morning. Like I just go and write a whole lot of shit, just whatever's in my head, just get it out. Um, I There's just so much stuff. I, I found a lot of things like to replace old habits, like hobbies and um, ways to create myself, like, sorry, ways to express myself creatively and that kind of thing um, to almost distract from it and find a new like purpose and a new routine because I think a lot of the inner work and stuff like that is a about breaking your old routine and b about like getting to the root cause of why it stresses you out so much to have to eat more and move less and lose your identity and that kind of thing and um yeah there was a lot of ways that I did it um journaling was like a massive thing and making sure that I was um yeah, really like keeping the routine and replacing old habits with new habits and that kind of thing. So I still felt like I had like a purpose, but it wasn't to be completely like shredded and lean and super fit and have 
my whole identity wrapped up in the purpose of being this person that looked a certain way. Yeah. I mean, tell me a little bit more about that. Cause that's a, that's a really big thing. And a lot of the people listening are still in the middle of that battle and they really don't want that to be their identity anymore. They're also afraid of losing that as their identity. So what would you say to those people? It's hard. Hey, like you, you're so conditioned to, and you put so much pressure on yourself to think, to think, and that's the key word that people expect you to look this way or people like you because you look this way and you're only good enough because you look this way like no one cares no one actually cares as much as you think they do and you know like I I get it it feels great and stuff to to feel fit and everything like that but fit doesn't actually mean healthy like otherwise we wouldn't be here we wouldn't have lost our periods um and I think yeah finding your worth in something that's not your the way that you look or your body size and and you know finding other things that you're good at um mm-hmm. whether it be I don't know baking or photography or drawing like you like just finding other things that you're good at besides looking the certain way the more that you fill yourself up with that kind of thing the more it you realize like it's actually like not all not who I am it, that's not the only thing that I've got um yeah I don't know it's it is a hard one because I think a lot of us like you we are conditioned to think that we have to look that way to to be good enough but yeah this might be like a really intense thing to say but when you were talking it, it kind of came up for me when we 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 think people care about us and the way that we look more than they really do and yeah you said yeah it it feels great to be like all fit and healthy um and there are times I think there's times when it feels great there's also times when it feels miserable but the times when it feels great it's like what is it that feels great about it and I think there's so much stuff wrapped up in that and I think some some of us wrap morals in that. Like, oh, can you hear that? Yeah. My husband just decided to vacuum. So that's oh, fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's morals wrapped up in that. Like, oh, because I did all of that stuff, like didn't eat this and, and went to the gym at 4 a.m. and blah, blah. Like that means I'm good. I'm a good person. I'm what is expected of me. And, you know, have you ever stopped to think about how, like, well, why does that make you good? And I think as well, some of us feel like when I am, when my body looks this way, when I look this way, I am superior mm. in some way. Like I'm superior to other women. Yeah. Say it, say it again. Like you, you, I've got all this discipline and I'm in control and it's a control thing. It really and like, is. I look better than you look. Yeah. Or something. And it's horrible because I actually feel like I look back a couple of years ago when I was in my corporate job and everyone used to be like, oh, you're so fit or she would never eat that or are you going to go for a run after work or like I could never be like that. And I used to just be like, hmm. like I thought it was so great. It's so not. Like it, it really isn't. And I feel like I was such a 
it's so it's kind of and I really hate to say this but it's it's really quite self-obsessed like if you really think about it yes. and it was actually my partner that sort of explained this when I really sat him down and told him how like how messed up I had my like eating and my exercise and my body image and all that sort of stuff actually was one day he was actually the one that sort of brought it to light like it's actually it is a little bit self-obsessed like there's more to life than that there really is and I think the more that you like dive into recovery and, and do the inner work and figure out why you place so much value on that the more that you actually see and understand it yeah the doing this work helps really broaden your scope about what you're capable of impacting as well I think so we get so I mean this was my experience but I got so caught up in how like I can only control my life and the things that I do and the way that I behave and look and blah 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 and through this process I've discovered all these other ways that I can help other people Mm. and by removing the pressure from myself to be perfect I am actually accomplishing more yeah which is wild but yeah true yeah and you look at how many people that you connect with and you like really get through to online for an example and a lot of people have no idea probably what you look like because it doesn't matter because you're giving them like hope with these images or with these stories that they're listening to and that kind of thing when you think about it like that yeah if any of you listening have had someone come up to you and say hey I just want to thank you so much for having abs because that has really impacted me and changed my life and I just really appreciate how active and thin you are if so if you've had that experience okay yeah <laughs> cool but you probably haven't and anything that someone has come up to you and said like, Hey, you've really changed my life or anything that you can look at and say, like, I really impacted that in a positive way. Um, it probably had nothing to do with the way that you looked, it had everything to do with the way that you showed up for that person Mm. as a person. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not, and it's not your fault either. Like it's not our fault that we we thought that that's what we had, you know, like I say it's like it's a bit self-obsessed and that kind of thing and I'm more talking about like thinking back to future like past me and paying out myself but I know that probably hits a little bit as well and it's and it's not our fault that we actually got like that or if you're going through this and you place a lot of value on your worth like sorry a lot of um, value on the way that you look and that kind of thing it's not your fault that you were conditioned to think like that either it's just you know, realizing like moving forward and realizing that yeah. why you do that, you know? Yeah. We can say this stuff because we've been there and I mean, we're still there. We're still going to have days where we're like, Oh, well, I am yeah. worthless for the way that I look, but yeah. we now have tools to get past that really quickly. And yeah. th- there is absolutely no judgment on people who have been through that because we've been through that and it's it was not our fault at all it's just like yeah it's time to look forward now yeah yeah it's so much better as well like it's so much better when you do actually push through the pain and that like and all the yucky feelings of like everything you have to do to get through on the other side like 
it is so much more fun to live when you don't care about it as much like your life just gets so much more full with you know it is there is a science there is science to this right so when you you you'll be when you're deep in the process at the very beginning it's really hard because you're like I'm three weeks in to changing my life and this is really hard and I hate everything about it and then you you push through to the other side you've done it more consistently for a bit and you've discovered things that you love to do now you've been more social you've had you've gone and created some memories and experiences and all of the things that people tell you to go and do um, when you're going through HA you've done a few of them now and you start to feel good you start to release serotonin and feel endorphins and stuff because you're literally doing the things that you weren't letting yourself do before and because you're releasing those hormones you're kind of going like those are starting to build upon each other and now you're in this cycle and eventually your self-perception starts to improve your general mood consistently starts to improve you're giving yourself your body the fuel it needs you're giving it the experiences at once you're starting to see that everything around you is freaking beautiful and life is awesome you're waking up in the morning pumped because you're full of energy and this is like creating a little ecosystem a little it's it's all feed this momentum is feeding off its off each other you just have to get through that sticking point Mm. It's so true. It's such a good way to look at it. You do, you, you like build yourself up. Same with, it's exactly how like the weight gain seems so scary, but by the time that you actually notice that you're not going to put on weight, like all this way overnight, by the time that you've done all of that, what you just talked about, and then you get to the other side and then you, you know, you, you've gained weight or whatever, like to get your body healthy. You don't care. You're ready for it. Yeah. You don't yeah. care as much. Like, yeah, you're a lot more ready for it because the hardest part is just actually doing the things. Yeah. And it's the same with the exercise. And I mean, you can tell me your experience here and maybe it was different, but we are really afraid of giving up our sport or our exercise regime because we love it. We love the running and the the stuff. But in the same way that we just described, when you get to the other side, you realize, I mean, you're, you're at a spot where either A, you still really love the running and you're like so surprised because it's still there for you. Mm. Then you can, eventually you can you can work that back into your life in a different way, and you're ready to do it in a way that's not going to get you back into the position that you were just in. Like you're ready, you're ready mentally to make the change, or you have changed your life so much in such a positive way, and you feel so great that you're actually like, oh, I see running differently now, and I'm. I'm not as interested in it in that way as I was before. And like, you're afraid, you're afraid of that result at the time when you're committing to this process. But when you get to that result, you're a different person and you don't feel that way anymore. And you kind of need to just be present in the moment, stop controlling what the future holds because you just don't know and worry about it when you get there. And you'll find that when you get there, you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, yeah, because you've changed enough or, like, you're ready for it. Yeah. I'm so excited to, like, you know, after all of this and everything, like, get into um, whatever exercise I feel like doing and just be, like, relaxed with it and just do it because I want to, like, whatever that might be, you know. I don't want to – I'm excited for it to not be an obsession and just be, like, a cool thing that I do. 
because it, it feels yeah. good. Like, I know that's why I'm so into tennis now. Like, because yeah. I, I just, I always bring up <laughs> tennis now, but I just, I love it because it's so fun. It's like a game. And I remember at first I was like, tennis, what? No one's getting shredded playing tennis. But yeah. now I'm just like, I'm having the time of my life playing tennis. Yeah. It's just, it's a whole different perspective. Yeah. You're moving because it feels good or it's fun or like. Yeah. Like I just, I laugh my face off at least three times a session playing it. So <laughs> like, that's the best thing. Yeah. You know? Okay, cool. Well, I love it. I'm so pumped for you. It's going to be really weird now because you're going to have to wait an extra nine months or more and more probably more than nine months to actually ever see periods so. <laughs> I'm just like it's, it's so weird to me still I'm like I never I not that I like miss it like this is exactly the ideal situation but I'm like what the hell like it's still it feels just yeah very surreal but this, yeah. it is but this happens um if your body's ready for it you know well, congratulations, Nicola. I'm so excited for you. I'm pumped that everyone got to hear this update and that this is happening right now. It's so cool and that it's happening so soon after our last conversation. Where can people um, go and find more from you and chat to you and ask you questions if they have any? Yeah, I think, um, well, my, yeah, still my Instagram, probably the Wellness Antidote. Like last time I had a few people reach out, which was really nice. Hey. Um, yeah, I love like hearing from girls that relate or have questions because I think like I'm an absolute open book. Like I just will give it to you exactly how you need to hear mm-hmm. it. Like questions because I know I did. I wanted to know everything, but I mean, the biggest thing I'll say is like you you just got to try and enjoy the process. Hey, it's, you can try and find out all the like, tricks and tips and like everything but your own journey is your own journey and you've got to just try and enjoy the process as much as you can because that's what it's about hey like finding the joy in life again yes it's actually turns out it's not about getting your period back it's about getting your whole life back and it's freaking wild yeah it really is it really is relationships and everything like Mm -hmm. Even my sister said to me, she's like, I can't wait for you to come home to New Zealand. Um, I was like, I'm just going to be so much funner to hang out with. Mm -hmm. Um. (laughs) Yes, yes. You've just become a really likable person. (laughs) Not like, oh my God, I have to put a workout in or like, can't eat this, you know. Yeah, no, I've been there. (laughs) Can't eat this. (laughs) So stupid. I was thinking the other day, I've like done so much travel like even to different countries and stuff. And I feel like I've ruined so many holidays and trips and everything like that. Cause I've just been like, can't do this. Got to do this. You know? I'm excited. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, you definitely, you can't look back at that. That was all an important part of being able to appreciate it in the future. You're just going to mm-hmm. have to go back to those places. Yeah. Yeah. And live life. Bunch. yeah exactly well thank you nikki thank you everybody for listening go have a chat with her i love hearing when you guys hear a story on the podcast and then you go and find the person and talk to them i think that's so cool so <laughs> I, yeah keep, keep doing that i think it's the coolest thing it's the coolest thing all right guys i'll see you all on another day on the internet bye 
Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.